Indeed, he has only forbidden to you dead animals. Now over here, haram food has been clarified. That what is it that you're not allowed to eat? But remember that this is not the only ayah that tells us about what food is haram. There are other places in the Qur'an also where we learn about that. So over here, what do we learn? Which kind of food is haram? Which kind of food is unlawful? إِنَّمَا حَرَّمَ عَلَيْكُمْ Indeed, he has forbidden upon you الْمَيْتَةِ The dead. Meaning an animal that dies by itself, you didn't slaughter it, rather it died. So that animal, you cannot eat from it. So for example, if there is a chicken, okay, if you want to eat a chicken, you have to mention the name of Allah and slaughter it correctly. But what if it was extremely cold and the chicken froze to death? And you're like, oh, it's going to be such a waste. I've been spending so much time raising this chicken or whatever. So I'm just going to eat it. No, it's mayta. You cannot eat it. إِنَّمَا حَرَّمَ عَلَيْكُمُ الْمَيْتَ dam and the blood. Meaning flowing blood. Blood that comes out of an animal when it is slaughtered or something. That blood, you cannot drink it. You cannot add to your food and cook it. No, it is haram. But the blood that you find within the meat or by the bone, you know, when you're cooking, and it happens that as you're cooking, then you see blood oozing out, that blood is not unlawful. Dam, which blood is unlawful? Masfuh, that which has been shed, meaning that which is flowing. Okay? Walahm al khinzir, and the flesh of swine. It's clear that this is something unlawful. Wama, and also that which, uhilla. It was dedicated to لِغَيْرِ الله for other than Allah. Uhilla is from إِهْلَال halam lam, not halam lam. إِهْلَال What word comes to your mind? Hilal. What is the hilal? The new moon, the crescent. When the crescent is seen, what happens? Yay, it's Eid tomorrow. Right? Announcements are made. You understand? So, إِهْلَال literally means رَفْعُ الصوت To raise one's voice. Now, when an animal is being slaughtered, when an animal is being slaughtered, then the slaughterer, okay, he raises his voice. How? That he says something at that time. That he is dedicating that animal to who? Someone. So for example, a person says, Bismillah, Allahu Akbar. You understand? And he is slaughtering at the same time. This is what? Ihlal. But when he raised his voice, okay, with Allah's name, he dedicated that animal to who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He slaughtered that animal by mentioning the name of Allah. So that animal is lawful. However, if it was لِغَيْرِلَّهِ For other than Allah, then what does it mean? That animal is not lawful. So for example, an animal is being slaughtered and a person says, in the name of, Jesus, in the name of Ali radiallahu anhu, in the name of Hussein, in the name of Hassan, that animal is not going to be lawful because that is لِغَيْرِ It was dedicated to other than Allah. Other than Allah also means nothing. You understand? That if an animal is slaughtered, Allah's name is not mentioned. A person didn't even intend in his heart. So for example, a non-Muslim slaughtering an animal... He doesn't have any religion. Or in his religion, there is no such requirement of mentioning the name of anyone. That meat again is not going to be lawful. So which meat are we going to eat from? First of all, the animal must be halal. Alright? And secondly, 
it must be slaughtered in the name of Allah. Allah's name must have been mentioned. And notice, the name has to be mentioned at the time of slaughter. Not at the time of eating. At the time of eating, you have to mention Allah's name anyways. But if you go to a random restaurant, and you're like, yeah, okay, never mind, I'll just take a chicken burger, and say, Bismillah. And this chicken will become halal. No, this chicken, it doesn't become halal at that time. You have to see how it was slaughtered. So if it says halal meat, go ahead and enjoy. But if that is not mentioned, then you would be contradicting the Qur'an. وَمَا أُهِلَّ لِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ بِهِ Now, these foods are haram. But still, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَمَنْ سَهُوَيْوَرْ أُضْطُرَّ He was compelled. أُضْطُرَّ is from ضَرَر. And what does ضَرَر mean? Harm. And أُضْطُرَّ اِضْطِرَار is to be forced to do something which you consider harmful for yourself. You don't want it. But you're being compelled. You don't have a choice. فَمَنِ اضْطُرَّ Whoever was compelled, meaning to eat unlawful food, he was in a situation where if he didn't eat that unlawful food, he would lose his life. So he eats some haram food. But there are two conditions. غَيْرَ بَاغٍ وَلَا عَادٍ He should not eat that while being بَاغٍ بَاغٍ from بَغِي بَاغَيْنْ يَا What does بَغِي mean? To rebel. When is it that a person rebels? I don't care about these limits. I'm just going to do what I want to do. I don't care. You understand? Bari is also that you go beyond the set limit. So for example, if a person is stranded somewhere and he's starving to death, there is absolutely no lawful food. In fact, there is no food at all. And he sees a dead animal. So he takes a piece of it, cuts it, takes a piece of it, and eats it. He's like, oh, this tastes pretty good. Let me just fill up my stomach with it. No. You're not going to have an entire meal. You're just going to have as much as is going to save you. So a bite or two, three or four bites maximum. غَيْرَ بَاغٍ Don't exceed the limit. وَلَا عَادٍ عَادٍ from the root letters, عِنْدَال wow, From عَدُو And عَدُو is also transgressing the limit. So basically when both of these words are coming together, how do we differentiate between the two? بَاغٍ بَغِي Rebelling and bari is also to desire, okay? Because when you desire something, that's when you, that's when you cross the limit. From the same root, bari is ibtira, and what does ibtira mean? To seek, to want. So he should not eat while desiring and liking the haram food. Finally, I get to see how pork is. Yeah, I always wanted to have a taste. This is bari. Desiring the haram food. Liking it. No, when something is haram, it's khabith. You cannot like it. Wala adin. And nor should he be transgressing the limit. Meaning don't transgress the limit. Only eat as much as is necessary. As much as will save you. So if a person ends up eating haram food in this situation, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Then indeed Allah is forgiving and merciful. There is a story that is told about a woman who was expecting and basically she hadn't had meat for a long time and she could basically smell meat being cooked and that smell was coming from the neighbor's house so when her husband came home she asked him can you please go ask the neighbors that, you know give us some meat also i'm really craving it i really want it so he said okay he went up to the neighbors and he spoke to the woman who used to live there that woman she basically had orphan children 
husband was not there, died. And he asked her, can you please give us some meat? My wife is pregnant and she really, really wants it. So she said, the food is halal for me, but haram for you. It's halal for me, but haram for you. What does that mean? She was a Muslim. How could something be halal for her, but haram for him? Because she said that I have not given anything to eat to my children for days. We haven't had anything to eat for days. And we reached a point of basically extreme starvation. And outside I found a dead donkey. So I took a piece of it and that is what I'm cooking. So yes, it is lawful for us because we are at the verge of extreme starvation. But it's unlawful for you because you have money and you can afford lawful food. So you understand how in certain situations haram food will become lawful for a person. But it's not when you haven't had breakfast and you're really hungry and you have an exam and you're like, I better eat something and a veggie sandwich is not going to do. I need meat. I need protein. So I have to have a burger. I have to have this wrap. No. That's not a state of ittirar. That's not a state of ittirar. Ittirar is extreme situation. When you don't have another choice. And if you don't have that haram food, you're going to die. Or your life is at risk. Or you know there are going to be serious, serious repercussions. Like for example, there could be a person who, you know, in a land where there are no Muslims or very few Muslims and they end up at the hospital. And in the hospital they are given food to eat. And you know that for example after surgery, you need protein so that your body will heal. Right? You need it so that your body can heal. And what if there are no Muslims over there? And there are many places like that. If a Muslim ends up in a hospital like that in the middle of nowhere, no halal food far and wide, and they give it to him, they make him eat, does he have the choice? If he doesn't eat, he's not going to recover. It's part of the recovery. Now it doesn't mean that a person should say, yeah, you know what, finally I get to enjoy this food and eat without, you know, carefree. No. غَيْرَ بَاغٍ وَلَا عَادٍ don't desire it, and at the same time, don't go beyond the limit. وَلَا تَقُولُوا And do not say, لِمَا for that which تَصِفُوا It describes, it asserts. أَلْسِنَةُكُمْ Your tongues, plural of lisan. الْكَذِبْ The lie, meaning your tongues speak lie. You say lies. You utter lies. How? When you are تَصِفُوا When you are describing Meaning when you're describing a certain food and you are saying about that food, هذا halal, this is halal, وهذا haram, and this is haram. Meaning, don't go on claiming that certain foods are lawful and certain foods are unlawful without any evidence. Don't take the law in your hand. Don't go on labeling every other thing as halal and haram. No, you are not the lawmaker. Who is the lawmaker? Who gives us the law? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this right is only with who? Allah azza wa jal. And if a person does that, that without knowledge, without any evidence, he called certain foods halal and other foods haram, what is he doing in reality? لِتَفْتَرُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبُ you are actually fabricating against Allah a lie. You are inventing things and you 
are basically ascribing them to Allah, but that's not a true statement. It's a false statement. You're saying something is halal, whereas Allah has actually made it haram. You're making up a lie about Allah. Because when you use the words halal, haram, instantly, what does that tell you? This is part of religion. Isn't it? The labels halal, haram, they are part of what? The deen. So when you are using these labels out of your own volition, and you're saying halal, haram, you're basically saying that this is part of the deen. And if Allah did not legislate it, you're fabricating lies about Allah. You're inventing things about Allah. So you're not allowed to do that. لِتَفْتَرُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبِ Now remember that when it comes to the matters of halal and haram, we are who? We are only to accept what Allah and His Messenger have given to us. We cannot change the law. And we cannot take the law in our own hand. Many times it happens that when a person wishes to show his you know, knowledge and he wants to exercise his authority, okay, he wants to assert his superiority over others, he becomes you know, the famous haram police. Okay? This is haram, this is haram, this is haram. This is kufr, this is kufr, this is kufr. We don't have the right to say such things. If you find something mentioned in the Qur'an, Allah says this is halal, then yes, you go and tell others. If you find something mentioned in the Qur'an, in the sunnah, this is haram, then yes, you go tell others. But don't make things up. Just because you don't want somebody to have a particular food, you say, oh it's haram. It's haram. Just because you have a bias against a particular group of Muslims, you say, oh no, 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 their food is haram. You can't do that. I said particular group of Muslims, and you have a personal bias. I mean, there are people who claim to be Muslim, that's a different story. Okay? But in general, we cannot take the law in our own hand. We are to follow, and we're not to edit, we're not to change the law in any way whatsoever. And when a person becomes like this, this is haram, and this is haram, and this is haram, then what happens to other people? Do they like it? Do they like it? They get offended. So what's wrong with this person? He's just out there to make everything haram for us. And then we present the religion as everything haram except for just this and this and this. Whereas it's the other way around. Right? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not give us a list of halal things. He gave us a list of haram things. Which means majority is halal, only these things are haram. A few things. Many times children, they're dealt with in this way. This is haram, and this is haram, and this is haram. And you know why? Because we have been feeding them junk, junk, junk all the time. And then what happens? They want anything and everything, and anything sugary, anything that looks good, anything that looks like it has chocolate, it better be okay for me. So that's what they crave, and that's what they want more of. And then in order to stop them, sometimes parents lie. What if it's haram? It's haram. Don't have it. Haram. Ya'ni haram. <laughs> Everything is made haram. Why? Why? Just to exert your own power and authority. So be very, very careful when you use the terms halal and haram. Be very, very careful. If you don't know about something, you can say, I'm not sure if it's halal, that's why I'm avoiding it right now. 
Once I find out, then I'll have it. Right? So make it clear that I'm doubtful concerning this thing. I don't know about this particular ingredient. Right? But don't say haram. And don't say halal without knowledge. Because إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَفْتَرُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبِ Indeed, those people who fabricate lies about Allah, لَا يُفْلِحُونَ They're never going to succeed. They're never going to be successful. You know, many times it happens that sometimes, you know, a person, they want to make another do something or they want to stop them from doing something. And what do they use? Religion. That, you know, this is not allowed in the religion, so you can't do that. And this is mandatory in the religion, so you have to do that. So what happens to people who are being told all the time, in the name of religion, do this or don't do this? They get irritated. What is this religion? So restrictive. I don't like it. And what happens eventually? Those children, they rebel. Right? They rebel. Did you succeed in training the children? In teaching them? No. You were unsuccessful. La yuflihun. Such people will never be successful. Mata'un qalil. It's a temporary enjoyment. Walahum adabun alim, and for them is a painful punishment. And this is something very serious. That when we make something halal haram or something haram halal, yes, we can enjoy for some time. We can enjoy for a little while. But eventually, there are consequences. So for example, sometimes it happens with people that they are very addicted to certain foods. They are very addicted to certain drinks. And when they find out that there is no room for them in the religion, they don't want to leave it. So they say, you know what? Yes, the Qur'an says that alcohol is unlawful, but you know the word haram has not been used. So, you know, it's better if you don't have it, but it's not forbidden. Okay, you've come up with an argument. Go ahead, enjoy. Mata'un qalil. But then what? What? What is there going to be after mata'un qalil? What next? What next? Adabun alim. A painful punishment. Anytime you're tempted to use, to eat, to consume, to take something unlawful, something haram, and you're like, don't look at the ingredients. Don't look at the ingredients. Because if you look at them, you know, you'll find some haram ingredient and you'll have to leave it. Don't look at the ingredients. You're tempted to take something haram. Remind yourself. Ask yourself, okay, what next? Okay. Remember that if a Muslim says that something is halal, meaning he offers you some food, and they say that it is halal, they say that it's halal, then what do you do? You accept their word for it. Okay. And this happened at the time of the Prophet ﷺ also, that there were so many people embracing Islam. And obviously they would show their love for the Prophet ﷺ, and they would also bring food for him. So Aisha she asked the Prophet ﷺ that there are people who have just recently embraced Islam, and sometimes they bring meat. And we don't know if they've slaughtered correctly or not, because there's so many things to learn, right, once you become a Muslim. So many things to perfect. So how do we know if they have actually slaughtered the meat correct, the animal correctly or not? The Prophet said, take it and say Bismillah. You understand? So from that hadith we learned that if a Muslim offers you something, 
while believing, while claiming, while telling you that it is halal food, then you are not going to interrogate them. You're not going to embarrass them by asking, where did you get this meat from? No, you're not going to do that. Because it shows distrust. And a Muslim trusts his brother and sister. I remember once my son, he went out, his friend and older kids. So they went to McDonald's and they bought uh, sandwich and eat. And my son, he tells them it's haram. They said to him, when you grow up, you will know. So I called their mom. I said, like, your kids say this to my son. It's like they eat in McDonald's. And she said, the reason is once there is a sheikh, he was doing da'wah. And he told them, the food of Ahl al-Kitab is halal, so you can eat it. So that's the reason. Okay. We discussed this earlier many times. There is a difference of opinion amongst the scholars. Some say that you know, in Surah Al-Ma'idah where we learned that the food of the Ahlul Kitab is also permissible for you. Hmm? So some say the land of the people of the book, even though their religion has changed so much, their meat is lawful. And we say, okay, yes, the land of the people of the book, their meat is lawful even though their religion is changed. But tell me, living in this country, how do you know that the guy who slaughtered chicken for McDonald's was actually a Christian or a Jew? Did he slaughter it as a Christian? Did he? Not necessarily. Right? So don't call this the land of the people of the book. Because over here we have all sorts of people. Right? We have Jews, we have Christians, we have Muslims, we have Hindus, we have Buddhists, we have atheists and people that we have not never even heard about before. Go ahead. Of course. And now, how is it that they slaughter their animals? I mean, through their machine slaughtered. And yes, Muslims who machine slaughter, in the name of Allah, okay, is being mentioned. Yes, there is ikhtilaf on that also. Let's leave that for now. But just to, you know, make this clear, that if you go to, let's say, the Vatican, okay? If you go to the Vatican, and there you find meat, eat it. If it's chicken or beef. Because those are Christians. If you go to Jerusalem that is occupied by the Jews, go ahead and eat meat over there. Why? Because that is the land of the people of the book. You understand? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the meat of the people of the book lawful for us. But which people of the book? People who are considered people of the book, whose land it is. America, Europe, Canada, this is not land of the people of the book. Because Christianity or Judaism is not the official religion of the state. Is it? Is the law according to the Bible? No, it's not. People are free to follow whatever they want. They're free to slaughter their animals however they want. And this is why we cannot call this as a land of the people of the book. In fact, Canada, tell me, who were the natives? Were the people of the book? Don't tell me that. Go ahead. Again, majority of the Christians today, even when they will consume their food, they're not consuming their food according to their laws which is why they eat pork and which is why they drink alcohol. Pork is not lawful according to the Bible. It is not. And remember I showed you that video? Just Google it, you'll find it. 
Go ahead, ask the question. Enjoy it. Enjoy kosher hot dogs. Recitation of these ayat. Innama harrama alaykum al-maytata wal-dama wal-ahma al-khinziri wa ma uhilla li ghayri allahi bih فَمَنِ اضْطُرَّ غَيْرَ بَاغٍ وَلَا عَادٍ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ وَلَا تَقُولُوا لِمَا تَصِفُ أَلْسِنَتُكُمُ الْكَذِبَ هَذَا حَلَالٌ وَهَذَا حَرَامٌ لِتَفْتَرُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبَ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَفْتَرُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبَ لَا يُفْلِحُونَ مَتَاعٌ قَلِيلٌ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ 